0: Car Convos. I'm Maddie Mitchell, and I'm your host today and always because, well, quite frankly, this is literally my podcast, so who else is going to host it? Happy Monday. How are you guys doing? I hope you're feeling amazing. I hope you looked at yourself in the mirror this morning and thought to yourself, oh my God, <laughs> that's a bitch that's ready to tackle this week. I hope that was your first thought this morning. I hope you're feeling elated, and I don't think that's too much to ask, quite frankly. Anyways... I'm so excited for this week's episode. We're talking, of course, as you might have gathered from the title, about the Roman Empire. This is going to be a very formal history lesson, so if you're not interested in that, just click off now. I'm kidding. Could you imagine? Why do I feel like that would actually be kind of fun, though? I feel like we would all have a good time. No, but I asked you guys what your Roman Empire is. This is obviously, of course, a spinoff on... Um, the Roman Empire trend that's been going around TikTok, which I'm sure you've seen by now, unless you live under a rock, in which case I'm more than happy to walk you through it. Essentially, men were lying. What happened was, and I don't even know, it's crazy that like one girl started this thinking it was just like kind of a weird thing. Like, I don't even know where she got the idea for this. And then it just spiraled into this like huge, massive conspiracy. But essentially, this girl asked her boyfriend, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And he was like, hmm honestly, probably three times a week. And, and oh my God, I'm so confused by that. And then it became this trend where girls were asking their boyfriends, their husbands, their brothers, their dads, Hey, how often do you think about the Roman empire? And like almost unanimously, men are claiming that they think about the Roman empire on a weekly basis, if not more frequently, which is so, so just confusing to me. If I'm speaking my truth, I'm so confused by it. I'm not understanding. The rationale behind it i made a tiktok about it a couple weeks ago where i said you can because their whole argument is like the roman empire is essentially responsible for so many things that we have in modern day and i get that like i understand the premise behind that but my issue is like if i looked at a light bulb which I look at so many light bulbs every single day. Like I see lights all the time. If every time I looked at a light, I was like, Oh my God, shout out Thomas Edison. Like that would be so strange to me. And I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like to be constantly plagued and riddled with the thoughts of Thomas Edison. Every time I turn on a goddamn light, that's too much. That's too much. And so my point is like, you can acknowledge where things came from, but you don't have to all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like you can be like, oh, it's so crazy that we have baths because of the Roman empire when you're taking a bath, maybe one time. But to be constantly thinking about like, shout out the Rome, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyways, we'll dive into that deeper in a little bit. We're going to start off with peak and valley of the week. Now, to speak my truth, I'm only recording this like a day or two after I recorded last week's episode because, as we know, I recorded last week's episode late. So, not much has happened in the past couple days. But my peak of the week is it's been feeling really like fall where I am in Massachusetts. Um, Fall is huge in New England. I feel like if you're from New England, obviously you know what I'm talking about but if you're from other parts of the country or you're not from the US new england really is like quintessential fall like it really it hits here so hard and it is so beautiful and it's part of what makes new england new england and so i'm a big fall girly i love fall and it's been feeling a lot cooler here and it's just i'm so about it i'm so about all things fall and i think um, you know, there's just like a time where that flip switches and you're suddenly like, bring it on, bring it on. And you just want to curl up under a blanket. And that's kind of how I feel perpetually. And it's been like so chilly in the mornings when I go on my walks in the morning, I have to wear like a sweatshirt and I'm like, oh my God, cute and cozy. And I just love that. Um, although unfortunately I was looking at the forecast and like next week it's going to be in the eighties again. And I'm just like very confused by that. Um, I mean, I'm not actually confused by that climate change. Hello. Like I, I'm well aware, but it's just, it's still kind of confusing for me. Um, My valley of the week is I've just been weirdly beefing with people online, which is like, I I need you to know I try so hard to be the bigger person, like so abnormally hard. It does not come naturally to me. And I'm usually really good about it. But sometimes people are so objectively incorrect that I feel it is my civic duty to tear them to shreds. And unfortunately, because of the way that the algorithm works, then somehow I end up attracting more of the wrong people. And that is, it's just like, I forgot that this side of TikTok existed because honestly, for the past three, four months, my videos have been getting pushed out to like the exact target audience in such a beautiful way. Like it is the most perfect thing I've ever seen. And I knew that that, couldn't last forever it was too good to be true and it's also a hundred percent my fault for speaking out on things that are gonna attract the wrong audience unfortunately but basically I made a video about boy math the other day that was like a huge huge trend going around obviously it was girl math and it was just like a silly little thing and then of course men took it to mean that girls were just stupid and that naturally made me very irate because hear me out sorry rant incoming, but hear me out. If if one of us, okay, girls versus boys, because I guess, I guess this is elementary school right now. If one of us is telling a joke and the other one isn't intelligent enough to use context clues and critical thinking skills to be able to decipher that it is in fact a joke, which one of us is stupid? Walk me through that. No, walk it back. Pause, think it through and get back to me because that's just not adding up to me. Furthermore, if the whole point of the joke, so if, you, if you're if you unaware of girl math, essentially it's like, okay, if I buy something for $50 and then I return it, I just made $50. It's obviously so silly. But a huge point that I'm like so confused about how they're missing is you have to be smart enough to know that you're wrong to make the joke about it. Does that make sense? Like I have to be intelligent enough to understand that obviously if I buy something and then return it, I'm not actually making money in order to make a joke about how I am making money so it's just totally counterintuitive and it pisses me off and so then on Twitter someone started this trend of boy math and it's basically just like ripping men to shreds and it's hilarious they're doing it in such a funny way and it's just like hitting all of the nails on all of the heads and I'm obsessed with it and I made a video about it and generally speaking it was well received because it was mostly my own audience of people that you know get it um but then it did in fact reach a precipice where people were kind of not getting it people were telling me that the gender pay gap was a myth like it just got it just got so dark and I've been having a like I just can't deal with that like part of my brain is just not wired to I don't know I just feel the need to verbally eviscerate people when presented with the opportunity and that's something I really do need to work on because it's just like also these people are there's they're dumb at the end of the day they're dumb and so it's like I can say something very eloquently and clearly present a point and it doesn't matter because it's like I'm wasting my breath on a literal overgrown man child that has approximately three brain cells left in his little pea-sized brain so like that's not worth it and I just need to remember that at the end of the day so that's something I'm working on um thank you so much for asking even though you of course did not but then I made a video last night because I saw imbeciles from Barstool Sports saying that essentially criticizing Swifties for saying that Taylor Swift is above Travis Kelsey, which was such a dumb statement to have ever made in the first place on their end. Like I'm genuinely baffled with the way that they said that with their whole chest. Like that is so confusing and also very alarming to me because actually what rock are you living under and where did you get a rock that size? Like I'm, I'm so confused, but I made a, I made a very, calm and collected in my own personal opinion video where I just stated facts okay Travis Kelsey is an American football player no one outside of the U.S. cares about the NFL and believe it or not so many people in the U.S. don't care about the NFL and to like assume that every single person on the face of the planet is familiar with Travis Kelsey like that's so bizarre to me obviously she has, she's way more successful and way more famous than he is. And it's just been like in conglomeration with so many other things that I've seen of, of people being dead fucking serious. These grown ass crusty old men being like, Oh, Taylor's like, she's, she's just using Travis Kelsey for clout or like, Oh my God, he's really slumming it with her. Are you okay in the head? Are you actually well in the head? I'm begging you to seek counseling. Like you are so concerning to me, but I made a video where again, like I said, I just stated the facts and I was very well-spoken and to the point I wasn't being, because people were, and I only say that because people were acting like I was being like erratic and I was like screaming and I was so upset by it. And I'm like, no, I'm very clearly just stating some facts. And if that's, really upsetting for you once again circling back to seek counseling immediately so that's been that's been the internet for me in the past few days and I'm just I just need to stop I just need to I need to circle back to just being silly and funny and not um and not being aggressively argumentative for the sake of needing to prove a point which Ugh, it's just it's so frustrating it's so frustrating because in my mind if people are I know I feel like people try they want me to say something back to their comments and then essentially they win by me even acknowledging them and I get that but at the same time I'm like I need you to know that you're stupid that's so important to me in this moment. Okay, I'm sounding very unwell. And like, I, I totally, I'm hearing it. Don't worry. But anyways, that's been my Valley of the Week. Moving on past the Ox Song of the Week. Um, it's been pretty much the same as last week because it's only only two days have really elapsed here. But Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, my favorite, that one that's been slapping so hard that I didn't originally um, like seek out as like one of my favorites is Pretty Isn't Pretty. Obsessed with it. Such a great song. Um, yeah, that's kind of where where I'm at right now Okay, okay, as far as the traffic report goes for this week As of this point in time The most popular story is still very much Travis and Taylor Which I've already touched on So I don't really have much for you, unfortunately Okay, wait, I lied I had been saving this story to tell on the podcast Because I tried to make a TikTok about it Sorry, this isn't a pop culture story Or anything that's going on in the world It's just something that I was bearing witness to while I was in New York last weekend. And I just have to share this with you. Um, I was trying to make a TikTok about it, but it was, it just was too long and too all encompassing. So it's like, this is perfect to be like a podcast exclusive, which is so exciting. So when I was in New York, it was Friday night. My best friend and I were out at dinner at this like Italian restaurant. And she, my best friend is like a super foodie. She had been like trying to go to this restaurant for so long, but just like every restaurant, basically in New York, it's extremely hard to get reservations. She had fought tooth and nail for this reservation, and we were and we ended up being seated at like the bar counter. So, which is like kind of relevant to the story because there's people like directly next to us. So we're at the bar, and we're um we we had ordered our food. We're just like drinking our drinks, and this couple gets sat next to me, and immediately, and also let me just say. There is nothing I love more than people watching and eavesdropping. Like, that is something that I'm just going to do naturally. I love being able to listen in on someone else's private conversation. Is that a red flag? I don't know, but that's just kind of, like, where I'm at. So this couple sits down next to us, and I hadn't really seen what they, like, looked like when they walked in. So I was, like, trying to piece things together because I didn't want to just, like... It's so awkward when you're, you know, sitting at a bar because it's, like, you are shoulder to shoulder with me like if I can't but I can't just like turn and stare at you you know what I mean so the guy was sitting next to me and then his date was on the other side of him obviously so I was listening to their conversation and me and my friend Hannah both were like oh my god because they sat down and immediately started like screaming okay Like his voice was raised so loud and granted like, yeah, loud restaurant. You have to kind of talk loudly if you want to hear each other. His voice was like louder than that. It was, it was exceeding the threshold of like a normal conversation. And this is right when they sit down. So we're like, what, what could have possibly transpired in between walking into this restaurant and sitting down that you're already like yelling. And it wasn't like at her. It was just like about a situation. And then I was, as I was piecing things together, What I was able to conclude was that I was in the presence of a quote-unquote alpha male. Now, if you've been around this podcast for quite some time, I have so much disdain in my heart for the alpha males that are out there. You know, like the red pill community, like the pseudo-masculine, like just so cringy, so, so, so toxic, but I really did think for so long that they just lived online. I thought that they were residing in their mom's basement and in the depths of like Reddit and in Romanian prisons. Shout out, Andrew Tate. Thank you so much. Um, I never really ever have seen one in real life. I've never, because I think a lot of the times these like alpha males, they're all talk and then in person, they just act like normal normal guys. And it's really just like these sick, twisted thoughts they have that they're able to release on the internet, but they don't, they don't act like that for the most part in real life. So anyways, I'm able to piece together that I am literally sitting next to an alpha male, essentially, which was so jarring for me to realize. I'm at this cute little Italian restaurant, sipping on my cute little Aperol spritz, and I'm sitting next to this alpha male. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen me post this picture of me sitting at the bar, sipping my Aperol spritz, making this really shocked look on my face. And it was because of this conversation that I was listening to behind me. So now you you finally get the, the backstory. Here it is. So like I said, they sit down. He's yelling and so me and my friend are literally dead silent like we are fully facing each other looking as if we're having a conversation but we are not speaking because we are both so intently dialed in on the conversation that's happening next to me and what I was able to gather this is again bits and pieces they had been out the night before, so it was very hard for me to decipher because I know they were not official. I know they were not actually like boyfriend and girlfriend. They had clearly gone on a few dates. They had clearly, they knew each other well, but they were definitely not official. And I only know that because at one point he said, no, you would make great girlfriend material. Keep it up. Keep it up? Keep it up. hmm What a weird, sick threat, you freak. Keep doing what you're doing and then we'll see. Then we can evaluate. Maybe in Q4, we can dive deeper into whether or not you'd make a good girlfriend. Like, ew, so sick and twisted. And also, as a woman, (laughs) if this man told me that I would make good girlfriend material, that is the biggest insult. Like, coming from this particular man, that is the nastiest thing you can say to a person. She, however, was eating it up. And let me just also say, this story is just about him. Like, she was there, but she really wasn't an active participant in what I was able to hear. Shocker, because, of course, he had to, you know, dominate the entire conversation. But I just want everyone to know that she is living perpetually in my thoughts and prayers. Okay? So we're just – we are only here to critique him. Thank you so much. Anyways, so what they're yelling about when they first sit down is something that had happened the night prior, which I was like, okay, interesting that they went on two dates back-to-back, and they were at a restaurant the night before. And it sounded like they had been seated at this, in an area where they were at like a booth, you know, like a long booth and then just like the little tiny little tables. And so she was probably in the chair on the table side and he was probably in the booth, but then there was other little tables all next to them. Is that making sense? Just think like super tiny crammed restaurant in Manhattan. Like it's, they're so small and no one can fit anywhere. Right. Right. So apparently he had been sitting there and he had put his foot on his knee, you know, the way that, that men sit. Okay. So I'm sorry, I'm acting it out right now to myself. So I'm properly explaining this. And so because he was doing that, instead of just sitting with both of his feet on the ground, he was, I guess kind of um, taking up some personal space of someone sitting next to him because he's just kind of manspreading for no reason, right? And I guess that caused a scene. I guess the person next to him who was a man had said something to him, maybe like, hey, can you not take up so much space? Or I don't know. We didn't get the specifics of that situation. But whatever this person said to him caused him to spiral and cause a scene in this restaurant. Okay, okay. Again, this was the night before. This wasn't in the restaurant that I was at. So he starts screaming, recapping the situation. If it had been a woman, I never would have said shit, which to me, I'm like, okay, so then why did you, why did you start this in general? Why couldn't you have just sat through this and just been a normal person and just like not taken up space? And he's like, but I needed this bitch to know that if, if I'm taking up space, this is Manhattan. Okay, there isn't room for anyone grow up or leave. And he's screaming about this. And we're me and Hannah are like, oh my God, he is like fully delusional. And keep in mind, she had she was there and she I think had been uncomfortable in the moment as one would be if this guy that you kind of know, but not really started causing a scene on your day in the middle of like a crowded restaurant. And so I guess she had said something to him. If I had to guess, probably something along the lines of, hey, <laughs> let's let's calm down, maybe. Maybe let's not cause a scene. And also in my recap, I'm painting him out to be much nicer. He was swearing so loudly and so aggressively while recapping this this dinner. And I was like, We're in public. Like it was it, was, it sounded like something you would have a conversation about when you get home and you're like so angry about something that you're just like, and what the fuck was that? Like, that's how he was acting, but like, again, in a public place. It was so concerning. And then she had said something like, yeah, I just like didn't really know what to do. And that's when he was like, no, 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 you were fine. Honestly, you were fine. Like, you really are good girlfriend material. Like, keep it up. And I'm like, this is so insane to me because they're not even officially – Together yet. And they just experienced, she just bared witness to him literally ripping apart a stranger because he caught, and he caused the problem. He was taking up too much space. And from what I was able to gather, I don't think the person who brought this up to him was doing it in an aggressive way. But he was, he just kept saying like, he's such a stupid little bitch. Like, I don't know why he couldn't just sit there and not say anything. But obviously I'm going to stand up for myself. I want to be comfortable. I paid to sit at this restaurant too. Like, oh my God, he was really going in. And then this was my favorite part because he's, like I said, complimenting her for what a great job she did um, in, in her role in that moment. And he said, yeah because you know if you had been Stacy uh if you had been Stacy now we don't know who Stacy is but i mean we can all jump to a conclusion of who Stacy is right and he said if you had been Stacy Stacy would not have ever let me do that she would have tried to so it sounds like Stacy might have had a little bit more of like sanity in that moment to be able to like calm him down and be like, listen, you're being a jackass right now and you're causing a scene in this restaurant for literally no good reason. Like no one did anything to you. You were taking up too much space and being obnoxious and someone didn't like that. And so it sounded like Stacy had maybe tried to stifle his um, toxic masculinity in the past and that did not sit well with him so he was praising this girl that he was on a date with for not doing that and I'm sure a big part of why she didn't do that is because she was so uncomfortable because she doesn't know you that well whereas if I had to guess Stacy was probably his ex-girlfriend then they start talking about political views now I could only make out bits and pieces of this because at this point he had calmed down at least in terms of volume. So it was a lot harder for me to hear him after his explosive fit of rage and shouting. Um, But she had said something and it was also so much harder for me to hear her because like she's, you know, he's in between me and her. So she was that much further away. And she had said something about like, yeah, like my parents are really like moderate. And then my political beliefs, blah, blah, blah. Couldn't hear the rest. And again, I'm like, what an interesting conversation. Like you, I just, (laughs) I just cannot imagine like what stage in the relationship they're at where they're having, like, they're sitting down screaming at each other based on something that happened the night before where he was literally a maniac. And then, and then they just dive into political beliefs. I'm like, who are you? What is going on here? So she says, my political beliefs, blah, blah, blah. And he, this is what I heard. And this is what like really made me scared he goes he goes right but that's probably only because of like your boyfriends in the past insinuating that she literally does not have her own mind and it's only because of her ex-boyfriends that she has the political beliefs that she does now and I'm I was so I was so that was not sitting right in my in my brain Um, And that's pretty much where I lost the trail of them talking because then they started like eating and drinking and it just they just really lowered their volume, which was definitely good because they were fully causing a scene when they walked in so much so that when the waitress came over to like ask for their drinks, she was awkwardly standing there because he like wouldn't like he couldn't stop himself in his like fit that he was letting her just awkwardly stand there and I felt so bad for the girl because the girl was clearly like, okay, can we just like be normal and order a drink for like half a second and then you can get back to screaming at me about this man at the restaurant last night. It was, it was insane. It was not good, but it was definitely interesting. I love when I get dinner and a show and it was really, it was really cool um, for lack of a better word to be able to witness crazy um alpha males in general and then i mean in public but here's the thing i did see them afterwards and like you you already know what i'm gonna say so much so that i don't even think i have to say it okay okay yeah <laughs> no we know we know let's anyways without further ado now that i've talked for 25 minutes let's jump into what your roman umpires are like i said i posted this on instagram and I also made a, a TikTok about my Roman empires. So we can maybe, maybe we'll get to that. But so many people replied to this. So I want to touch on most of these. Plus, I do think um, there's going to be some duplicates between what I said and what you guys said. Okay. So, first up, we have Dance Moms. Now, this, I totally get that because that, even I didn't watch the show. Um, I was never a Dance Moms girlie, but that was such an era in time and i remember like my friends that did watch the show were like so obsessed with it and i think like anything any show where there's such a unity of people like euphoria that's such a great example because it's like every single person the last when the last season of euphoria came out was so obsessed like eagerly waiting every single Sunday night to like watch the new episode and then it was like all over social media like I live for those kinds of shows and those kinds of like moments where like every single person you know is watching the same show as you and you can just like talk about it all the time I live for that and I feel like Dance Moms in its heyday was like similar to that except probably not as much on social media because we were like children or I was We were, like, in middle school, I think, when that came out. I don't remember. Um, We, the collective we, because we're all the same age here, apparently. Um, Okay. This has become a really popular one uh, just for, like, a girl's Roman empire, which is being kidnapped. And that is so painfully real. It is so, that is so real. And there's, when, do we think we grow out of this at some point? Because I just feel like I doubt that. I don't know what it is. I think this has been a fear that's been instilled in me since I was literally a child. Thank you, mother. But it really has been. And it's something that just never leaves my mind. It's always there in some form or fashion. You know what I mean? Which in a way is a good thing because then I'm really hyper aware of my surroundings. But then it's also a bad thing because then I'm really cripplingly paranoid all the time. And so... I think probably the bad outweighs the good, if I'm being honest, as an anxious person. But I've seen so many TikToks where it's like, anytime I see a man in public, I'm immediately like, this is it. I'm going to get human trafficked. And I'm like, that is that is so real. And that really is something that I think most women probably think about on a semi regularly, semi-regular basis. And that is depressing like men get to think about like Julius Caesar or some shit and we're like I hope we don't get kidnapped like oh god it's so dark uh okay next up we have Mean Girls again it was a moment in time except one thing I will say what year did Mean Girls come out um 2004 yeah I was six in 2004 so I definitely didn't watch it at the time because I was six that's making sense to me but it was something that like by the time we reached middle school it was like everyone was watching it and and everyone was referencing it and there's obviously there's so many references from Mean Girls that um but I feel like it would have been one that would have been a cool thing to experience in the moment but it has really still just like lived on in eternity similar to the Roman Empire honestly um okay someone else said murder nice love that uh Scandaval so true That was another one that just kind of like shook the internet enough where I didn't watch Vanderpump Rules, but I watched the entire Scandaval episodes because it was like, I need to know everything that's happening because it was all over my For You page. And it was one of those things where I'm like, I am feeling so left out in this moment that I need to know what's going on. Um, I totally get that. And I think that'll be something that is going to be big for for years to come. People will reference it. Um, The Zodiac Killer. Okay. Lots of, lots of true crime junkies in here. I see. That's fun. How cold the people on the Titanic were every time they, every time I encounter something cold. Wow. Is that like a way to push yourself through it? You like enter a body of cold water and you're like, well, (laughs) could be worse. I could be jumping off the Titanic right now. That's, I mean, a good point. Honestly, it's a great way to practice gratitude. It could be worse. I could be on an iceberg in the off the coast of the t- off the coast of the Titanic right now. Um okay, 90-day fiancé. I've never watched that show. But it's something that I, I again, I know clips of. Like I know Big Ed. Obviously, I know Big Ed. Um but there's something so isolating about people talking about a TV show that you've never watched that makes you want to like, go home and watch the entire thing cuz you're like, I just need to know the lore. And I feel like 90-day fiancé I just missed the mark. I missed the mark with that one. And I apologize. This one was another super common one that I was seeing all over TikTok. That was like, um, instead of the Roman empire, ask your girlfriend about her ex best friend, how much she thinks about her ex best friend. And that seemed to be a pretty unanimous one. And this person said my childhood best friend and wondering what went wrong. I do think that's a good one that people probably think about a lot. I feel like girls specifically probably think about that a lot. Um, I definitely go through phases where I'm like, oh, my god, I wonder what that person's up to. But it's not something that constantly plagues my mind. Luckily, I mean, if I was thinking about that as much as the Roman Empire, I would be in a, probably a really dark place. Um, so sending so much love and light to you guys. Uh, the crippling fear of dying alone. That's so beautiful. Circling back to how men are constantly thinking about like aqueducts that the Roman Empire built and then women are like I am afraid of dying alone that's just so that's making a lot of sense to me actually in a very sad way um crumble cookies I get that there's also there's certain types of or certain foods that once I get them in my head I absolutely have to have them Um, And I will be thinking about it incessantly until I eat it. And crumble cookies, I could so see being one of them. For me, Chipotle is one. I can go months without having Chipotle. And then I get like a flash of it in my brain or like I see someone have it or someone talks about it. And then it becomes this like dire need to have Chipotle immediately. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I have to go a few days without having it from in between thinking about it to having it. And In that time frame, it is like actually so all-consuming. Same with Chinese food. That's a big one for me that like once I think about it, I am just like absolutely craving it until I have it. It's like an insatiable desire for this one particular kind of food. And then it goes away after I have it, thank God, because that would be really dangerous if I was constantly craving Chipotle and Chinese food. But I feel like crumble is kind of the same way. Like once you get it in your head, you just like need to go get it. Um, okay. Someone said Salem witch trials. This is one that I had on my own personal list. I think a big part of this is because I, um, I'm from Massachusetts. So I think I learned about the Salem witch trials, like kind of a lot being from, you know, close ish to where Salem is. And, I think about this a lot. And also the crucible. I loved the crucible. I just love the vibes of the crucible, which is really effed up when you think about it, because the crucible is actually really sad. Um, lots of people being burnt at the stake, but I do think about it a lot. And I think about just like that time period a lot. Cause it's actually so insane. Just women could do basically anything. And they're like, you're a witch and then they burn them at the stake. That is nuts. And it's also not too far off from our present day reality, which is, (laughs) which is really disappointing, but it is just like crazy. I think about it because sometimes I'll do something and I'm like, isn't it crazy? I would have been burned at the stake for doing this if I lived during the time of the Salem witch trials. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one that, that I think of a lot because that one just feels so outlandish for some reason. Like why witch? Do you know what I mean? Of all things to like accuse someone like witchcraft is so niche to me. I don't know. I also think very frequently about Greek gods and goddesses. Um, I was a big Percy Jackson kid. I think I also would venture to say that I think Hawk girls went through a time time period where they were obsessed with Greek mythology and I definitely did. So yes, I'm saying that I'm hot. Thank you so much for being able to use deductive reasoning there. No, I, I went through a Percy Jackson phase when I was in like sixth grade, I think is when that movie came out and I had read all the books beforehand and like me and my friends read all the books and then we went to the movie and I was so obsessed with it. And I like wanted to become a demigod, which is half human, half Greek God. Um, I'm not unfortunately, but that was like a real a real goal of mine at that point in time was to like fully become half Greek God. And I still have yet to achieve it, but I don't know, fingers crossed. Maybe I'll put it on my vision board for next year, but I loved that. And I loved Greek mythology in general so much so that actually when I went to college, I actually studied Greek mythology a lot because I was an English lit major. So I, I had a couple classes that were just dedicated to Greek mythology and it's just so fascinating so I guess I got that. That's kind of similar-ish to the Roman Empire, but mine's way more fun because it's mythical. I had a lot of people say the John JonBenet Ramsey case, and I get that. There are some true crime cases that just, like, loom over my head, except one thing I will say is, for me personally, because I, I listen to, like, one true crime podcast. It's the only one that I've ever really been able to get into. Um, it's called Murder with My Husband. I've talked about it on here before, but I just love the format of it because it's more conversational and less like reading from a script because that to me is just like really boring. Um, but I only listen to that one and it's I think it's good for me because I've I've gone through phases where like criminal minds is literally the only thing that I watch and then I like am consuming a ton of true crime content also. And I am just like way too paranoid of a person for that. Like it just does not sit right with me. So I really limit myself to only listening to one true crime podcast, but also I think in an act of self-preservation unconsciously, I like completely forget everything about every case that I've ever listened to. And I've like, I know a lot of them and I know all of like the big ones that everyone talks about in the true crime community. But I sometimes like, cause my mom listens to the podcast too. And literally I can listen to the same episode as her like days before. And she'll be like, did you listen to this week's? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And I cannot think of anything. And I think it's because my brain is like, no, you don't need, no, you can't be holding on to this anymore. So I'm actually pretty easily able to just absorb the information very short term and then just kind of like let it leave my brain, which is really good for me personally. But because of that, it's so frustrating when people reference cases that I'm like, I know I know I've heard this entire case start to finish. Like I know everything about this case at one point in my life. I've known everything about this case and I can't recall anything. So for that reason, I don't get like constantly plagued with one specific true crime case because I literally can't remember the details of like any of them. Even some of the big ones I have to like remind myself like John Benet. I'm pretty well familiar. I'm pretty familiar with and same with um Madeline McCann. Those are two that, like are always in the back of my mind. But even, even those I need to like refresh my memory with the details of them. And I feel like some people are just constantly thinking about like the ins and outs of them. And, and I'm very blessed that that's not a problem I have because I just, I just can't, my brain is not cut out for that. Okay. Next up we have Harry Styles and the One Direction Reunion or a One Direction Reunion. Also, a lot of people said One Direction breaking up um that's a big one too I was never really a directioner believe it or not I had friends that were and I like liked their music I actually saw them in concert once and it was really good like I really liked seeing them but I just was never like a hardcore directioner so that that for me wasn't one that was keeping me up at night but I totally get that that would definitely be the Roman Empire for so many people because I feel like that was a sad day for so many um okay the barbie movie yeah the barbie movie is a hundred percent gonna be a roman empire like i think it's hard to say right now because it just happened but i really do think like years from now we'll all be like oh that's so barbie movie like i will be thinking about the barbie movie forever um and i'll also be like wearing in the year of the barbie movie merch oh my god merch coming soon keep an eye out hopefully the end of October, fingers crossed. Um, yes, it's going to ship internationally because I know someone's going to ask that. Anyways, so excited for that. I'm literally so excited for that. But I'm, I definitely will be referencing the Barbie movie for so, so, so many years to come. Okay. Another true crime related one. Someone said any headline news mystery slash crime, Gabby Petito, the Idaho murders, John JonBenet Ramsey, et cetera. I, I, Yeah. I definitely relate more to like the Gabby Petito and Idaho murders. Like when those were happening, it was genuinely all I could think about. Um, but that was really like in the moment, I feel like it's not something that I come back to again out of pure self-preservation, but there was also, um, I don't know if I ever talked about it on here. I guess I wouldn't have had a real reason to, but there was so sad. This mother who lived in a town close to me, Um, she was allegedly murdered by her husband at the very, very beginning of this year. Um, And that was like a crazy, it was a crazy case in and of itself, but it was also crazy for me because it was happening like two towns away. And so like everyone in my area knew so much about it and people had known them and, and it was just, that one was really crazy. And that was one that I like could not stop thinking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. But like I said, I think I eventually, they just fade out of my mind so that I can sleep at night. Obviously, the Aeros tour was on here a lot. And I, yeah, same. I mean, same. I think also the Aeros tour, unfortunately, has probably to some degree ruined all future concerts for me. Uh, so I think that's one that I will be thinking about genuinely for the rest of my life whenever I attend any concert. I think I'll be thinking, meh. This was great, but probably not as good as the Aeros tour. And I just think the whole, the buildup, like the anticipation, the social media coverage, like the fact that everyone was so in it together to like get tickets, like that was such a spectacle in and of itself. And then everyone was watching along on TikTok from like opening night, like every single weekend, it was like to see what outfits she's wearing, what songs she's playing, the surprise songs, all of that. I think because of, all of those things like together it just made it such a moment in time and it's not just like oh a concert you went to like it is an event it is an entire spectacle a lot of people said Gilmore Girls and tis the season happy Gilmore Girls season I here's the thing I love Gilmore Girls uh, I, almost as much as I hate Gilmore Girls <laughs> I'm kidding. I really do. I love the show. I love the vibe of the show. It is so comforting, but when I really break it down, there's very few people on the show that I actually like. In fact, a year ago, literally right around this time, a year ago, when I started rewatching Gilmore Girls, I had recorded a podcast episode that you guys should definitely go listen to if you haven't. It's called The Worst Characters on TV or something to that effect. And I go through all of my least favorite characters from popular TV shows and Rory and Lorelai are <laughs> featured in that, which is like so lucky of them. And so is Dean. I hate Dean. I think those are the only three from Gilmore girls, but I, I really just, Oh my God. I hadn't watched that show in so long. I watched it in high school and then I just went years in between re- which is crazy. Cause I'm such a rewatcher and last fall I was in Vermont for a month I was up in the mountains and I was like this is the most fall show ever like I have to watch it and I started rewatching it and it's like it, I truly let me just be very clear I love the show and there's definitely times where I love Rory and Lorelai but there's times when I'm like you are what are you doing this is horrible this is actually so horrible and I made an entire podcast episode about it because it inspired me so much. You should definitely go listen to that. That was so much fun. But Gilmore Girls is such, it's such a vibe. And I, I can understand why that would be your Roman Empire. Uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, like already, already that's your Roman Empire. Oh my God. This is crazy. It's also so crazy to me how public this is. I was on Twitter this morning and I saw that she's allegedly going to be at his game again. Um, well, by the time this episode comes out yesterday, it'll be yesterday. She went to his game allegedly. And that's crazy to me because she's so like private with her personal life that I'm like, it's insane that someone has already leaked that she's going to be there this weekend, if it's true. But I just think it's so insane because we never get to see anything this public about her relationships, which is really crazy. So I get it. I get it. Um, Princess Diana totally checks out. That is, talk about a true crime case, am I right? That was kind of a joke, but not really. Not really. You know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, Princess Diana, that's something I think about frequently. Okay, this was a big one, Twilight. And yes, actually, yes, you're so correct with that. I think about Twilight pretty frequently. And I honestly I I go through phases I think it's pretty much once a year I go through like a 48 hour time frame wherein I watch all of the Twilight movies and I just like have to it's become so like compulsory like I just absolutely need to do it for my well-being and then I just kind of like get it out of my system and like that's that but I've probably watched the entire Twilight Saga like, I don't even know how many times it's, it's actually probably kind of concerning. And I do think about it a decent amount because it's just so, it was so, what's the word I'm looking for? There's really nothing else like it when you think about it. And I think because of that, it just always sticks out in my mind. Also, that was another one where it was like, you had to be there. Like, I remember when Twilight first came out in theaters, um, everyone was obsessed with like reading the books. And so it was like, It was really one of those things where it's like, okay, you read the book, you go and you watch, and the books were so obnoxiously large, and I remember I would carry them around my middle school, and I would like read it when I had like any spare second, because I was obsessed with the books, and then you would go see it in the theaters, and it was just like life-changing for like such a, and it must have been over the course of many years, because it's what, five movies, because Breaking Dawn is in two parts, like it really did captivate so many and it is, it still is kind of like, it stands alone in its own kind of category, which I love. Um, The Regency era, totally, I totally get that. I think about, I think every time um, I watch Bridgerton, I just really get wrapped up in that time period, and I'm like, oh my god, isn't it crazy that that existed? Because it almost feels fake. There's so many things from history that like, kind of feel insanely fake when you think about it it just is like how did that actually happen um but I definitely that's something I think about pretty frequently as well this person said the absolute insane Disney crossover episode with like every show combined oh I'm sorry are you referencing that so sweet life of Hannah Montana yeah (laughs) I remember what was the other one that they did it was the sweet life on deck one with what other show was it oh my god this is gonna kill me okay it was wizards on deck with hannah montana i think that was that was a good one i loved those episodes that was one of those things that was like they were mind-boggling at the time because as a child you're like oh my god how do the wizards of waverly place know hannah montana like this is just truly mind-blowing i loved that that was such a simple time any When I was like a kid and there was anything new coming out on Disney channel on like Friday night, that was euphoric. That was the best thing in the entire world. Remember at the end of every like school year for me, it always lined up with the last day of school. Obviously that's not true for everyone, but every single year, pretty much on the last day of school, when I was in like elementary school, there would be a new Disney channel original movie coming out that night. And it was just like the start of summer and it was like my friends would come over and we would eat candy and eat popcorn and watch like Wendy Wu homecoming warrior. That one very specifically comes to my mind. But anytime there was a Disney channel original movie coming out, it was like my entire world revolved around it. And I just, wow. What simple times I would give anything. I would give anything to have that state of mind again. Uh, okay. Let's see. What else do we have here? Okay. Someone else said the Murdoch murder Murdoch. I never know how to say their fucking name Murdoch. Cause they say it differently than it legally should be pronounced there. I said it. The Murdoch murders out of South Carolina. Here's the thing. Same. I think about that one so frequently cause I watched the Netflix documentary about it, which also like a season two of that came out, which I think is so interesting because it's like happening live which i i enjoy that we're getting updated with it so like fast and furiously but that is one that i think about but not not even specifically like, the details of the case itself more so the family dynamics and then how that extends into so many other of these super super corrupt like small town i'm gonna say southern because i feel like for the most part that's where a lot of this shit happens. But I think about that a lot because if you're unfamiliar with the Murdoch case, essentially it's this guy, this like this grown ass man. And he is accused of killing his wife and his son, Alec. That's his name, but his name is not Alec. It's literally Alex and they call him Alec. And it's so confusing. Like they just don't pronounce anything right there. I said it, but yeah, he's accused of killing his wife and son and essentially once they looked into the murder of his wife and son they were able to uncover all this other like corruption that he had been behind in the past because he was like a prominent lawyer in this area and like he had so many inns with the police department and yada 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 he had also one of his sons had been responsible for the murder the, for the death of this girl when they like he was out um on a on his dad's boat and he was trashed and crashed his boat and literally killed this girl and it the whole thing had essentially been covered up and it's like so insane and that I think as a concept is something that I think about a lot like this gross and so skeevy and slimy corruption that these like wealthy ass like men in positions of like just the shit that they're able to cover up so so scary and I think about that a lot it's a very like wholesome and refreshing thought to kind of ground my mind um anyways on that note let's see uh oh the by sister video if you're unfamiliar Tati Westbrook and the James Charles drama that happened a few years ago something that I think about pretty frequently read James Charles is how he literally has been Accused of heinous, heinous things, i.e., messaging underaged boys sexually, asking them for nudes, etc. And there's been so much evidence of this. And he is literally still on the internet and is like still succeeding and being successful in a way that does not sit right with my soul at all. I think about that all the time. Like, there is so much evidence, and just nothing has happened. And he's just like still here. And people like still work with him and like collaborate with him. It is. That is so insane to me because I think so often people are like, yeah, but like it's cancel culture and like, no, people learn from their mistakes. Um, That's illegal. Those are crimes. No, that's not cancel culture. That's you should be in prison, in my opinion. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, someone else had said. The Emma Chamberlain and Dolan twins and James Charles pre pre us knowing that James Charles was a creep like their whole era in time. And yeah, same. I think about that a lot as well. I also think about Emma Chamberlain a lot as well. Um, I am, I get it. Listen, I get it. But if you were there during her, I hate, I hate to say it. But I feel like I was there right from the beginning, truly. And I think it's really sad that now she just, like, doesn't post anything ever. Um, And we, like, don't know anything about her anymore. I think about her a lot because – and I get it. I totally get why she did that. But it's just, like, really sad because I'm like, girl, what are you up to? Same with, like, Jenna Marbles. Like, I always just, like, wait for her to come back to the internet. And I just don't think she ever will, which is insane. But those are people I think about pretty – pretty frequently someone said mommy bloggers same obviously also um, MLMs like I think about MLMs all the time and just that like whenever I'm in a situation where like things could be worse I could be in an MLM I think about that very frequently and just that whole world is so fascinating to me it'll just never get old I've done a couple episodes on MLMs that you should to be clear, (laughs) anti-MLM. I feel like that didn't have to be said, but they're not pro-MLM videos. That would be so bizarre. Someone else said Mormons. Yeah. I think about Mormon culture all the time as well. That's just something that is, it's kind of like a modern day Roman empire in the sense that it's as outdated as the Roman empire. No offense. Literally no offense Um, with so much peace and love okay whales someone said i think about orcas all the time i literally orcas are the smartest animals they're insane and they're unhinged and they definitely are so violent and probably horrible but like i have no choice but to kind of be on their side hear me out orca whales i love i love animal documentaries if you can't tell but orca whales have been known to in recent years just the way that they've taught themselves over time and the way that they've evolved is so insane it's actually genuinely terrifying let me paint you a picture orca whales can go up to a great white shark okay great white sharks one of the most apex predators of the sea one might argue orcas can go up to a great white shark and surgically remove their livers and eat it um actually um and if you've watched any type of like nature documentary that shows orcas the way that they kill things which is like so sad but the way that they go about things is so methodical and they like all work together and it's like how did you teach yourselves this like I genuinely think that they are something we should be more concerned about as a society because I do think they'll come and get us at some point Someone said the Don't Worry Darling drama. That was, again, a moment in time. I love that. I love when we get to be front row and we get to witness all of this stuff happening together as a community. That is so wholesome to me because, let's face it, nothing brings people together like drama. And that was such an era. And, like, the moment I saw that clip of Florence walking out in that purple outfit just like stunting on actually stunting on them. And she walked out and she like, wasn't supposed to be there. And then she was there and everyone was like, Oh my God, she is such an icon and such a legend. And she truly at the end of the day is the moment. Um, Absolutely loved that. Okay. A couple of other things that I can just rapid fire through pitch. Perfect. Duh. Someone, well, this person said specifically pitch perfect riff off, but for me, it's really just pitch perfect in general. Again, that the, the, The chokehold that that movie had, I think the world of acapella was like, listen, listen, bitch, rent's due pay up like let's fucking go and they put out this movie that had me thinking like I could do acapella and it would be cool and nothing about me personally doing acapella would have ever been cool in any capacity but it had me thinking that and that is honestly so powerful and I think a lot of people were thinking that also I've I listened to the pitch perfect soundtrack so much literally so much it was that was a moment in time um mean girls are legally blonde Yeah, just like influential pieces of media. Legally Blonde, so good. And I think things at that level, like of that caliber, are just so frequently referenced all the time that it's hard to not think about them. Okay, the plot of the Princess Diaries movies. I think when I was a kid and this movie came out, I genuinely thought for a while, I was like, I can't wait for any day now to find out that I'm actually Genovian royalty. Like, that'll be so sick. I can't wait for that to happen. Um, that entire plot of that movie is whack a doodle dandy. Like that is actually so insane, but I think I like Princess Diaries too better. Is that unpopular? I don't know. Maybe I should watch those movies again. I haven't thought about that in so long. Wait, i lost my mind because someone wrote the great molasses flood and it, I haven't thought about it in so long, but it took me back because in high school I learned about this cause it took place in Boston. So, um, it's, you know, it's kind of like a hometown A hometown disaster that occurred and if you guys don't know what this is which i feel like most of you won't let me walk you through this okay the great molasses flood it is quite literally what it sounds like but i'm reading this from wikipedia um on january 15th 1919 a molasses tank at 529 commercial street exploded under pressure killing 21 people a 40 foot wave of molasses buckled the elevated railroad tracks crushed buildings and inundated the neighborhood do you understand how absurd that is molasses that is so crazy to think about I will never get over it and there's like pictures and everything oh my god it is so insane not this turning into an actual history lesson like I swore it wouldn't but listen to this quote molasses waist deep could you imagine also molasses is thick as fuck like I can't because picturing someone being like waist deep in water from a flood is insane enough, but molasses it's like that is quicksand essentially, but worse because it's sticky. Oh my God. Okay. Molasses waist deep covered the street and swirled and bubbled about the wreckage here and there struggled to form whether it was an animal. Oh, that's so sad. Or human being was impossible to tell only an upheaval a thrashing about in the sticky mass showed where any life was. <gasps> oh my god the more they struggled the deeper in the mess they were ensnared so that is so dark but it's like molasses no that is death by molasses have you ever heard of such a thing I mean I have and now you have too but that is insane to think about I yeah that is uh that's just so crazy On like a lighter note, someone said the choreography and lyrics to High School Musical. High School Musical, another classic moment in time. But do you remember when they would release the sing-along version and then they had a dance-along version where they would teach you the choreography? Like that's, that's how we all know the choreography to we're all in this together. I lived for those. I absolutely lived for those. And I would listen to those soundtracks all the time. They had really good music. Question mark. Is that unpopular to say? I don't know. I genuinely think they had some really banging music considering it was like a children's movie. Like they're still to this day bops. And I, maybe I'm just biased because like I was there. And so it's like near and dear to my heart. But I think that was actually genuinely good music. I think I'm going to end there for today. Thank you guys so much for writing in. Um, that made the episode so much So much better than if it had just been me talking about my own Roman empires. Um, And remember to follow the podcast on Instagram and also follow me on Instagram. Both are linked in the show notes so that you can participate with any upcoming episodes. I also posted a question box on my story last week asking if you had any um, episode ideas. And I'm really curious if maybe if you didn't see that, that story or you weren't following at the time, feel free to DM me any episode ideas because... I'm looking for them constantly. I'm constantly thinking, what am I gonna record an episode about this week? So thank you and I appreciate that. And I also appreciate if you can leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, That really does mean the world to me. Thank you so much and I'll chat with you guys next week. Bye.